The congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we approach all the text this morning, the gospel lesson really kind of shines through. And what we have is a uh, confrontation. It's a divine, cosmic, historical confrontation between good and evil. Between right and wrong, between the demonic and the very Son of God. Jesus goes into the synagogue at Capernaum, and as he was teaching them, they were all astonished at his words because he taught as one who had authority. And then wouldn't you know it, as Jesus is teaching and preaching, a demon manifests itself within a person. I don't know what kind of manifestation it was, but it had to have been um, an interruption. Um, it had to have been somebody within the, the congregation who, who jumped up and for, just started either screaming or yelling or, or, or convulsing or who knows exactly what episode it brought, but it definitely was an interruption. And then Jesus, he says a word to this demon. But think about what the demon says first. The demon comes and says, Ah, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Listen to the words of the demon real quick. What have you to do with us? You see, the demonic is not a, a singularity. The demonic is not like on one demon at a time. If you contend with one demon, you're going to contend with them all. You see, the demonic works together. The demonic works together in a form of unity that would make the armed forces blush. They work together. They are united for a common cause. Their unity is so very tight. It's a tight-knit group. They know their marching orders. They know their business. And they do it very well. It is a well-oiled machine. The demonic. The devil. And his forces. Now if we rise just above Scripture, the good news is uh, the, the numbers, the sheer numbers. Uh, only one-third of the angels were thrown out of heaven, so that's good news. Two-thirds of the angels are divine, heavenly, godly angels. So the forces, well, they're outnumbered. Kind of. You see, the demonic, well, they have probably more in numbers if we count human beings because the reality is, what, we were all born and conceived in sin, which means that we were born and conceived in as a part of the demonic, in unity with this demonic. We are by nature this sinful and unclean. This is what we gravitate to on our own is to the demonic. 
What's amazing is that only one presented itself this day. That's what's really amazing. And as this one presents itself, it's not working alone. What have you to do with us? What's Jesus' response? It's a, it's a very nice, um, caring uh, response. Be quiet. Be silent and come out of him. I'd rather use the word shut up. Shut up, you demon. Stop your speaking and come out of him. Shut up. I think we need to say that a whole lot more to the demonic that is around us. These ideas, these words, these thoughts, these these movements in our world that want to try and to separate us from each other and from God, and especially from His Son, Jesus Christ. And we need to say those words to them. You just shut up for a minute? And the demon comes out. What's interesting is the relationship here. The relationship between the Son of God, Jesus, and these demons. They know Him. They know Him. They know Him to be the Son of God. Oh, would we have all of human race know such things. But that's not the point. And the devil probably wants you to know Jesus as well. Because if you think you know Him, well, then you're just fine. Know Him all you want, the devil would say. Know Jesus. Know Him. Understand Him. Watch what He does and and watch what He says and listen to what He says. But do not believe in Him. The demons know. So knowledge is not what we're about here in the Christian church. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, know Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, understand and you will be saved. No, what does the Word of God say? Believe. Believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. There is a stark contrast between what we know and what we believe. You see, what we know is of little consequence. But what we believe is the thing in which we place our hope and our trust. Martin Luther says, fear, love, and trust. So this is the object of all our fear and of all of our love and all of our trust is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The demonic cannot do this. The demonic cannot fear, love, and trust in Jesus Christ. It can know, but that's about it. And so the demon throws the man down in their midst and he came out of him, having done him no harm. Do you know that demons again and again are going to recognize Jesus Christ as the Son of God? Do you know the first human character that's going to acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God? It's going to come after many demons. 
Peter. Remember when Jesus says, who do you say that, who do the people say that I am? And now who do you say that I am? And the Holy Spirit speaking through Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Who do you know? That's not important in our faith. It's not important in our faith who you know. What's important in our faith is who knows you. There's a section in Scripture where uh, Jesus is, um, he speaks about the, the kingdom of God and his second coming. And he says, many that day will say, Lord, Lord, we ate with you. And we, we, we drank with you. And, and, and he'll say, I don't know you. Away from me, you doers of evil. See, it's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. And God, through Jesus Christ, knows you. Look at the Old Testament lesson real quick. The Word of God came to Jeremiah and says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I have consecrated you. And I have appointed you prophet to the nations. You see, you are God's chosen through Jesus Christ. And faith in Jesus means this. That God, through Jesus Christ, now has you as His possession. You see, the man in our text was possessed by the demon, which means that he was the property of the demon. But now, through your baptism and my baptism, our property has changed. The property, we are now the property of God through Jesus Christ. Because He has claimed us as His own there. He has bought us and purchased us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And by this baptism now, we are washed clean and the demonic is gone. Did you know that baptism is a form of exorcism? In the order of baptism, we ask... Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? And we say, I renounce them. That's an exorcism. That's a casting out of the demonic. That's a casting out of the demons. And then we are washed with that water and washed with that Word of God. And that makes us and causes us to be His sons and daughters. God's sons and daughters through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when Jesus looks at us now, He sees himself the very gift of the holy spirit by the word of god and by this promise i think we need to say the words of jesus a little bit more in our world when the demonic wants to talk about uh whatever issue it is and we can you know choose your favorite one whether it's um same-sex marriage or abortion or or just um you know, gossip. You know what, devil? Shut up. Shut up. And listen then to the word of God. Amen. 
And now may the peace of God that transcends our ability to understand. May it guard your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.